all of us in the building band together, we could help them get a solid start. Band together, huh? Who's banding together to help me and my daughter? The answer is no one. No one is helping a white man and his white daughter or the white citizens of this country. Drop it. Duncan and both come correct. I don't know that the beard is the source of my power. It's the source of your power, Bo. Uh, but I we'll suppose... find out when we get halfway through this. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, that that could very well happen. That it's just like, <laughs> oh, that that like YouTube went down. <laughs> um, like all, all your all your impressions will be wrong. Um, our timing will be at a sink. I I can feel it coming. I can feel it coming. So. Um, yeah, it, it's, yeah, you're right. I should never have done it. Um, never. hold on. I'm going to switch positions here. Okay. Uh, 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 uh. all right. This is going to be a fun, a fun little test. Um, you doing all right? I am well, sir. I have recorded so much stuff. <laughs> all right. Good. Cause we're live. Oh, no. Well, welcome. Uh, ladies and jelly spoons to another episode of Duncan and Bo come correct um this time around it is uh Duncan and Bo slash fiction oh yeah uh which we have been doing since I don't know mid 80s it's, it's that it's that um it's that gift of that old woman going it's been 84 years is that that's it's literally us now so yeah yeah um okay so I promised I would uh, explain. So, uh, oh, Boomer and Alan are here. Welcome, welcome, people. Welcome, Hi. welcome, my children. All are welcome. <laughs> um, welcome to Jurassic Park. Spared no expense. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I promised Duncan I would explain why I don't have a beard. So those of you who tuned in for Sinister Sundays, aka Morbid Mondays, have heard this story. So I'm going to tell the abbreviated version for Duncan's benefit. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I feel like you know how you get those videos that you know, like where, where like parents go up to like their small kids, but the, the parents shaved off the beard and the kid just cries because it doesn't recognize it's that. That's kind of how I feel right now. I don't like it. I didn't mean to make you sad. <laughs> you, you you made me really uncomfortable right now. So. Okay, so here's what happened. First of all, another caveat, because uh, the past couple of times we've done a stream, um, like about every 15 minutes, it would it would pause and I would have to kind of restart it. I don't think that's going to, I think I've got that problem solved. If, He's if, worked out. I think so. If it, <laughs> I had to sacrifice my beard for it. Uh, <laughs> ah, right. Does all make sense there. <laughs> but if that does happen then uh then just re refresh and we'll be right back yeah. and i'll switch over to the other yeah. uh piece of software uh, so <laughs> a monkey beard situation is that like monkey paw but monkey beard yeah i made a wish and it just like the mustache <laughs> disappeared and then um all right so here's what happened and like i said some of you've already heard this story but if you haven't so um this past weekend i was playing santa claus you, by the way, I for a second thought that was the real Santa. I, I was recording with the Hail Ming guys last night, and I was saying that your photograph for a second, 
I thought I was looking at the real Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. And then Mrs. Claus is obviously your your beautiful girlfriend. And the first thing I said to the guys there is, Bo Ransdell is punching so far above his weight. It is ridiculous. Oh, yeah. No. Like, we were just, we <laughs> were just assuming. Yeah. Like, like, I need to speak to her to just make sure that you have told her, one, you podcast, right? Two, you're into video games. Three, you're into horror movies. And four, you are not a millionaire. Like, I just need to make sure she's aware of all these things before she, this can go any further. Bro. She is aware of all these things. Let me tell you, all let right. me tell you something about uh my lovely my lovely lady friend brandy mm-hmm. um so for my birthday in october she got me a blanket that has on on the cover of the blanket it is a bunch of like horror movie icons including like yep. you know pinhead and frankenstein and the wolfman and stuff like that and and written on the blanket it says bo's horror movie watching blanket so she is not only is she aware she encourages it Marry her. <laughs> I, look, I'm not sure we're there yet, but I don't care. She got you a blanket. It's Bo's horror blanket, right? You yeah. marry that woman now. Um, you wear the you wear that blanket down the aisle like James Brown about to kick in the- <laughs> I'll tell you what, if it comes to that, we'll make sure you're there and then I'll like oh, kneel I'll, I'll down and you, you throw yeah. yeah. You come 100%. put it in- great. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, I'm, I'm there. I've got I've got your back that way, but trust me, that's that will be my soldier. Like you will have to create a role in the wedding entourage for that, but I will I will facilitate that role. Great. That that's really all I want. Now that now that this yep. has been said, it's all I want out of life. <laughs> um all right, so but yeah. <laughs> Brandy, listen to this crazy idea. I think we should get married. Oh, it's like no, that's not what you think. It's because Duncan's gonna <laughs> Like, I'm sure that conversation is going to go real well. Oh, yeah. All I have to say is, let's get married. It's not what you think. Yes. And then she's yeah. just going to assume, like, I need to dodge taxes or I'm not really <laughs> a, an American citizen. Yeah. She, she she can't testify at a murder trial because she's your spouse. Yeah. yeah. I, know, I know how this conversation goes, Bob. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> you were Santa. You were Santa. I was weekend. Santa. Yes. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, her daughter does makeup work, like does theatrical makeup, mm-hmm. and was spending a lot of time uh, like helping Brandy. Like she did basically the Dick Smith, Max Van Seedow thing with Brandy yep. and used a little li- liquid latex to kind of give her wrinkles and whatnot. And then, uh, which by the way, she didn't seem to think was necessary for me, which was <laughs> a little bit of a slap in the face. I was like, come on, Savannah. I mean... What am I like? I, I'm look at these boyish good looks and yep. look at this moneymaker. And so anyway, uh, but as we were fitting the beard, my current beard, the one I had mm-hmm. just wouldn't, it, it would never sit right. And right. so she was like, look, we're, this is kind of decision time. If, if you want this to look reasonably, okay, you're going to need to shave and so i christmas is canceled is what i would have said bo um kids will go the kids will go hungry this year well it had been a long time since i'd shaved and so i was like you know what it's for the kids and that's you know you know me duncan everything i do is for the kids yeah 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 yeah. Yeah, that's what they see (laughs) so i ended up uh like going into her bathroom with a pair of scissors and one of her razors. 
no shaving cream, by the way. Oh man, you 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 went raw. I yeah, I raw dogged it, <laughs> and I uh, ended up like getting getting all of it shaved except for like my chin, which I shaved like snipped down. Yeah, and yeah. and then after uh after we got done, I I shaved it up all proper like, and you know I'm gonna keep it until she's like I'm sick of seeing your face and I need you to grow yeah. that hair back. Yeah, but or until you commit a crime and you need to go into disguise. Well. Yeah, yeah, but uh I gotta tell you I I've, I've said this uh already, but if you ever get the opportunity to play Santa Claus, do. It is a tremendous amount of fun, and there is nothing mm-hmm. better than like a five-year-old kid just knowing for sure you're santa claus yeah yeah yeah. and i got so much dirt on skittles this elf on a shelf (laughs) i like i know all the heinous shit that skittles got up to where Mm -hmm. he's been on the bed near the lamp and um but it like there was a friend of brandy's um uh the who who this little girl uh brandy knew her parents and so after we got done because like we like did a christmas tree lighting and stuff like that and then we fucked off and uh but we were taking pictures with some of the kids and and that kind of thing and the parents texted brandy after the fact and were like our little girl our daughter will not shut up about how she met the real santa claus and how like he knew her grandmother because mm-hmm. I told her that I was like, oh yeah, your grandmother told me what you want for Christmas. I know all about that shit, and uh, I didn't say it like that because that's not how Santa talks. But <laughs> <laughs> I was the Santa from the streets, Duncan. Um, <laughs> what, what? Yeah, I was like, ho ho, how? Um, and uh, yeah, so it, but it was trem- it was a tremendous amount of fun. It, like it's the most heartwarming thing in the world to see kids just like run up and hug you for no reason other than mm. the craven need for gifts. Uh, so yeah, it was wonderful. And, but that's why I, I have shaved and Duncan was saying, uh, off offline, it was the source of all the power. Yeah. So I'm still I, like, like knowing, knowing how, how this intro is going thus far. I, I'm, I'm sticking with it. Yeah. So, yeah. uh, we have not, we've not, I think formally introduced me yet. Did we? No, I don't think we did. Uh, as always, <laughs> the source of your power. This is what I said. The, well, it helps focus. That's for sure. Yeah, like that's mm-hmm. all, all my chi channels through the chin yeah. hair. Uh, chin no. chi, <laughs> Shang Chin, um, <laughs> Shang Chin, and the ten hairs. <laughs> so. Aww. Uh, Ayabo, one of your hosts. I didn't even introduce myself, really. I just launched into the story. Yeah. Uh, and with me, as ever, is the the lovely and talented, and and uh, with more chin hair than I have currently. I don't have much in the way, and it's not, I can't grow a beard. Um, and we found that out many, many, many times. <laughs> and I, I, I like I I get to a point where my wife's just like, "Do something, please. You look homeless." <laughs> um, and does, yeah. I get to that point where I just look homeless. So um, yeah, I, yes. I get that as well. I yes, yeah. I like I've got so, so much Irish in me that I can do <laughs> I can do this area, but mm-hmm. the cheeks are nothing. Like if I if I try to let that grow, it comes in so yeah. like thin and patchy that people just assume I've got something. Yeah, yeah. So, you got scabies. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, just a, a quick follow up with chat. Andrew uh, referred to the blanket as Bo's uh, scarcity blanket, like yep. security like blanket. Now. That's not bad. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to yeah, say, yeah. but you know it's fine. And then Boomer says uh, that he just realized we have two more of these episodes to go after this one. Um, and uh, he says it's a treat to hear us suffer, but also he feels bad for us. But uh, here's the thing: the next yeah. episode we do. We're doing the last two. We're just gonna we're gonna yeah, rip the band aid on it. this. <laughs> One main we've been podcasting too long. Uh, yeah, we're like the the band aid is coming off. We are putting this. I am not carrying slasher season three into twenty twenty two. It ain't fucking happening. So come hell or high water, we are finishing this some bitch um, and getting out. And uh, yeah, if it means we have to suffer through almost two hours slasher season three, then so fucking be it. Yeah, and this we'll get to it, but this episode is the biggest heap of nothing that this we have covered all, thus far. This is all fluff. Like that yeah. nothing really happens in this episode at all. Yeah, it was like somebody said, like we have to have how many episodes? Oh, I've got seven. Hang on, let me let me create a a, a, a mini saw. Yeah, with oh, this is such a saw. Yeah. Um, it really is. It's just I, my 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 problem with the show is, uh, um, I tried to get I, we we couldn't have been any more wrong. By the way, about the the whole origin of Dan's racist tendencies, it was the stupidest fucking thing <laughs> yeah. I've ever seen in my life. I so much so that I I actually audibly said when it happened on the screen, "Fuck off." <laughs> when yeah, when when that happened. And I thought we like our version of it was so much better and more cinematic. Yeah. yeah. Like, like we, but, but the thing is when we were talking about it, we were talking about it, it's like, this is the cliched thing to do. It's so obvious that it's obviously what our man's going to do, but he won't play by the rules though. It marches to the beat of his own drum. It was so stupid. It was so, so stupid. Not the worst, not the, not the most stupidest thing in this episode. No, 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 I, no, 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 no. But, uh, but uh, like, Right. It, it just every time you think that slasher can't get any dumber than, you know, uh shifts in a new gear. It, yeah, it finds a new stupid gear. Like whatever whatever's <laughs> below reverse. <laughs> Some kind of uh, super reverse. But um what we like to do here, Duncan, on the show, I I know you haven't watched in the past. No. Um was it worth anything? <laughs> Yeah, Duncan, I'm I'm correct. What uh, year is it? (laughs) Um, I could, you know, I I could go on a Kyle McLaughlin tangent right now about how that guy uh, has held up. Also, Alan pointed out, you said you have a problem with the show. Um, That's probably underselling it just a touch. Yeah. Yeah. At the the moment now, it's existence is the problem. So, yeah. <laughs> so okay um but what we like to do on the show is we like to take a movie good and bad mm-hmm. uh, that we've watched since last uh we spoke and mm-hmm. so duncan after giving you short shrift in the upfront, because i i was obsessed with telling my beard story <laughs> i liked the beard story it was good it, yeah it was pretty good thank you and i answered the question that i wanted answered so i feel feels i feel like if anything Having got through the experience of watching this TV show, 
I feel satisfied that I got a question answered, unlike Slasher, which answers nothing. Yeah. Um, so. um, yeah. And Boomer also saying that he's very giddy for us to see the payoffs, if you can call anything a payoff, which, like, he's not the first person to say, mm-hmm. like, you guys have no idea. Like, the. Yeah, but I- I think, yeah, I think the thing is, like, I'm expecting the worst. Like, like, the, like I'm genuinely expecting the dumbest fucking thing that's ever been written. With, and I've already seen, this year, I've already seen the worst ending to something ever. And that is the new Saw movie, Spiral, which has the worst ending I've seen um, in quite some time. <laughs> uh, just because it's so blatantly stupid. <laughs> so I saw that Kate was watching that. Uh, our mutual friend Kate and and co-host of Heart of Horror uh, on the Dark Parade but yeah she fell asleep watching it and apparently woke up uh, just as the killer was being revealed she fell asleep 20 minutes into it woke up just as the killer was being revealed and it turns out who she thought was the killer 20 minutes in turned out to be wait for it the killer that's right all right so it's a good mystery Um, (laughs) but anyway so so what have you been watching start with the good start with the bad i don't care i'm just along for the ride duncan i'm just happy yeah. to be here is all i'll give you the good and then i'm going to give you the this movie is terrible but by god do i love it um so let's start with the good um last night i got to make a triumphant return um to a, a couple of young upstarts that are on a spaceship somewhere circling the earth uh, i made that i made a return to the hail ming power hour um the reason I came back was because they offered me the the only thing that could make me drop everything and squeeze another podcast recording into what is the busiest fucking month I've ever done of podcasting. Um, and that was the, the tantalizing taste of Tenebrae. Um, oh, sure. What a terrific movie. What a terrific score. One of my favorite scores ever in a movie. Just like across the board. It's my favorite Argento. Um, I know some people out there will be a bit upset about that but it's my favorite argento it's not his best movie it's not the best argento but it is my favorite argento um it's the one where i think everything works it's also the only giallo i was trying to think about this i think it's the only giallo that has a proper double fake in it where you know it's a killer who is killing and then someone uses that as an opportunistic way of also killing um, under the guise of the original killer. So it, it works so many different ways that way. It's got maybe one of the best tracking shots in horror history. It's got some of my favorite kills. Yeah, in horror that tracking shot is so damn good. So like across the board, it's just an amazing movie. Dun, 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 yeah. Oh, it's the best. I think it's, like, I think it's like Argento like at his cleverest as well um yeah i agree like, i i mean i haven't i'm not the the uh like like the purest or, or the completest you are with argento yeah. films but it's my favorite that i've ever seen like suspiria is great yeah. and all but tenebrae is yeah. amazing yeah He'd, the movie is full of subtext about how he was perceived by the media as being a guy who glorified violence against women so the author in the movie is being questioned by people about his books, which promote violence towards women. Um, but the, the genius element of it is that whilst Argento was dealing with that and dealing with it in a, a very clever way where he's kind of poking fun at it, ultimately that character at the end is a murderer. Yeah. So that's yeah. that's the point. Right. Like he, can't yeah. help him. he can't help himself. Like Argento cannot help himself. Even when he's making a point, he's still like, 
but see, and I'm like, yes, I see. And yeah, it's got the best ending ever. Daria Nicolodi screaming as the credits play and just continuing to howl as credits move up before the, the music comes back in. Mwah. Yeah, yeah. It's almost yeah. that like Black Christmas phone ringing thing. You yes. Know? Oh, you've now seen Black Christmas, haven't you? I've seen two of the three Black Christmases. Um, but we'll speak about it off here. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. There's whole yeah. shows coming about all this, but um but yeah no i mean black the original black christmas is great i don't think there's so you didn't enjoy it oh i loved it yeah i had a great time excellent excellent i was i was concerned because i'd like i i think it's i think it's fucking excellent right but the 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 issue that i had was like one time plus hype plus you can be sometimes inconsistent with slasher movies that there was a chance that maybe it failed for you and if it failed for you then my concern was you were going to do a complete series of movies that you didn't like um so i'm glad that we glad that we we, we stepped back um so yeah that was that was that was my good film i don't know if you want to swing at your good film or if you yeah just want yeah I'll to... also yep. mention uh some argento talk in the chat Oh, bring uh, in Derek uh, joining us to say that Tenebrae is great, but Phenomena is probably his favorite because of the monkey with a straight razor. Yeah, a monkey I mean, owned by Scottish-speaking Donald Pleasance is kind of amazing. Uh, but yeah, like Phenomena is just inconsistent, though. Yeah, I would agree with that. that. I, I, problem. I think, You're like yeah. where Tenebrae is slick right all the way through. Phenomena is just a little bit inconsistent. Still buying that that the 4K. UHD version that Arrow's putting out, and that will be the fourth version of Phenomena on because I have no life. I mean, look, you got to spend your money on something. What are you going to do? Pay of course, for your I kids could spend... to go to college. <laughs> That's stupid. <laughs> well, I love, I love the fact that you put your American system on me. Huh? Like this is Scotland. We don't pay for our kids to go to college. To go to college, nobody wants pay to hear it. your socialist ranting. Pay for education. <laughs> um. Uh, <laughs> boomer also say that deep red is his favorite uh but uh also acknowledges that tenebrae is brilliant um yeah. deep and- red deep red is the best giallo movie ever made like i would never argue that point i, I see tenebrae is like a kind of cross between a giallo and a slasher but yeah deep red's unimpeachable is the best giallo ever made it's the one where argento got all the stuff he did in crystal plumage and he nailed it and made it a horror movie it's technically argento's first horror movie because all the other ones you could argue are just murder mysteries so and i wouldn't disagree with that um also andrew uh valdez saying there's more than one black <laughs> christmas oh yes there is uh 74 yeah then there's 2006 uh, i think yeah i think it's 2006 and then 2019 and, which is awful and i can't I, that's the one i haven't it. seen yet so oh. um Ooh. but by all means everyone check out the conversation I had with uh one Richard Glenn Schmidt about uh Black Christmas 2006 which uh, I, I imagine that'll be fun as balls because that's the man I would want to do that episode with so. it, it was super fun we had a great time talking about that movie yeah. that movie we just need is... to try and work out why Yellow Bastard from Sin City makes an appearance in that movie do, all right let me <laughs> let me say this just, just <laughs> not about Yellow Bastard although you're right <laughs> that movie is fucking crazy oh it's but it's 100 bonkers as like to me the only thing I will give it credit for is it's an it's a two thousands remake of a movie where it just goes the name is I like the name, but let's not remake the movie. Um let's just make it 
the way let's just like do something kind of reminds me in a lot of respects with the the although it works better with the um uh house of wax remake yeah 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 and i mean and it's that level of like gory and crazy and yeah yeah yeah, i was i was shocked there there is by the way if you have uh, uh, never had the opportunity okay do you remember in uh black christmas uh 06 Mm -hmm. there is um uh dawn from buffy michelle trachtenberg is murdered by an ice skate Mm mm-hmm have you seen the alternate death no dude this is so good (laughs) this is the because it's the reason i asked you is because it showed like this was if you went to the theaters in the uk to see the movie this was the death yeah i I, yeah i hard passed it when it was in the cinema i caught it when it came out on dvd i think yeah Yeah. i'm genuinely shocked that glenn morgan the guy who directed that uh also directed the remake of willard which i quite liked yeah glenn morgan he's like he's the guy behind uh final destination worked on the x-files all those x-files things we love that's glenn morgan yeah well but he never directed again he only directed those two movies yes yeah and that was it which is a real shame but anyway so the death in the uk version and and exists on the dvd as an alternate scene or a deleted scene is the the killer I think it's Agnes in 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 this situation. Um, bangs her head like wraps the back around her head, bangs her head against the wall. Mm-hmm. She falls to the ground. the The killer pops out her eyes with with her thumbs, <laughs> and then carts Michelle Trachtenberg off down the hallway with her fingers inserted in the eye sockets like a bowling oh, like ball. Like a bowling ball, nice. With yeah, yeah. Michelle Trachtenberg kicking and screaming still it was raw man i was like i can't believe a they should not have cut this out because it is one of the most gruesome things i've ever seen even though it's not nearly as bloody as the ice skate yeah but it it, it really affected me anyway it's great yeah i thought you were going to go all racist and say you know did you see how she like she died in the english version yes she she choked in a cup of tea duncan oh she had a biscuit duncan um all right enough of that let me talk about uh a good movie that i saw um duncan i this is this is not thematically appropriate but i am a Uh fan of both the comedian dana gould as well as bobcat goldthwaite yes yes okay and who i think we both really like as a director oh yeah Uh, bobcat goldthwaite's a great director yeah so the two of them did a tour together not not too long ago, and I mm-hmm. actually got to see one of the dates. I saw both of them perform. And anyway, Bobcat Goldthwait directed a documentary about that tour called Joyride, mm-hmm. and it's excerpts of the show as well as just them talking in a car about their career. And the, the whole kind of impetus of this is that when they were coming up at the same time as comics, Bobcat Goldthwait hated dana gould (laughs) and uh and now they're very close friends and so it's basically just hanging out in a car with dana gould and bobcat goldthwaite as they talk about different shows that they did doing tours together why Mm -hmm. bobcat goldthwaite spent a lot of his career setting the tonight show on fire and among other things of just the outrageous appearances he would make on talk shows 
and as in interspersed with them on stage doing their material mm-hmm. and it's you know an hour 15 long so it's not a big ask and it's one of those things if you find either of them funny and mm-hmm. i find both of them funny it was terrific it, i mean it was it doesn't ever get pointy although there there were some moments where bobcat's talking about robin williams who he was really close with yeah, and yeah. sort of like what that situation was like uh towards the end and, and all that but um you know it doesn't ever get super heavy uh but it it is personal without being like maudlin Mm-hmm. And it's just like two friends hanging out that make each other laugh. And that's kind of what they do. And mm-hmm. it's as far as the Bobcat Goldthwait oeuvre, you know, it's not as like substantial as like call me lucky or yeah. world's greatest dad or something like that. Uh, or even, uh, is it God bless America? What is it? The, um, the one with the, that is God, is, that is God bless America. Okay. I yeah. I think that's right. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, so it's not as as like meaty as something like that, but it's just a good time. Mm-hmm. And I had an absolute blast with it. It was just one of the the handful of things, especially after watching all the Friedkin stuff that, you know, <laughs> we were going through and going through like uh, let the right one in and let me in mm-hmm. for Dark Parade, as well as the Black Christmas stuff and just hitting on like, oh, this is just a really funny look at two people who weren't always friends but now are very good friends yeah and it was really you know kind of wonderful and and whimsical and all that stuff it was a great time and you know it's on all the streaming services so if you're interested in something like that you know four or five bucks will get you a look at that movie and i would certainly say it's worth it so um all right but enough of good stuff duncan you said you've got something that isn't good but something you enjoy and that has me intrigued Oh man, right. So for doing the nasty, for doing the nasty, the episode that'll be dropping <clears throat> for everyone this weekend, um, I covered a movie called Mad Foxes from nineteen eighty one. Can I ask you a one question before you get started? Yes. Are the foxes ladies? No. Oh, okay. Never mind. It doesn't make the title makes zero sense. <laughs> like, this is a Spanish exploitation movie. It's 81, I'm sure, because I remarked at the time that the following year PCs came out. And the this this would double really good with PCs. This is to exploitation revenge cinema, like that PCs is to slasher movies, right? And that it it kind of from from a like if you were squinting from a, a distance. Kind of looks like an exploitation revenge movie, but when you sit down and you watch it and try and critique the movie, it kind of fails in every frame. It just doesn't. It doesn't piece together. So let me set the story for you. Playboy extraordinaire and his car at the beginning. We he's he's, he's a very very pretty, much younger girlfriend than him are driving to some stoplights and um, like the Nazi equivalent of the the group of bikers from. Um, every which way but loose, you know, like were were they not Nazi bikers? No, they were just biker bikers. Okay, all right, go on. So, yeah, those were like Hell's Angels or whatever, but like these, these bikers are like, but they're like, like characters from Mad Max, they're all fucking weirdly dressed, their helmets are all strange, and there's so much cod pieces, like so many cod pieces. Uh, but anyway, um. 
they get into Cat a small argument. as far as the eye can <laughs> see. Duncan. They're all colourful and decorative. Uh, some are pajazzled. It was amazing. Um, but the so the they're, they're at a, a stop like intersection, and the guy does something to annoy the bikers, or the bikers do something to annoy the guy. Whichever the setup is, but the guy retaliates and then drives off and then goes to a nightclub, and the bikers are like, "Huh." Right, we're going to mess with him. Right, so the bikers show up. They wait for him to come out. They viciously attack his girlfriend, stabbing her and leaving her to you're basically die whilst doing one of the more graphic rapes I've seen where you don't actually see anything, but just the concept is pretty horrible. And then they beat the shit out of this guy, right? And then leave him, and they've had their revenge. It's all square, and then they go, right? So the guy decides, I will have my revenge. Um... And then it's tit for tat all the way through the movie, but things keep escalating and people start dying. But this is how I'm going to sell this to you, right? The first rung of escalation is the guy goes to a karate dojo <laughs> and gets a bunch of martial artists to attack these, these bikers in an open amphitheater any Nazi biker versus guys all dressed in karate uniforms throw down. And this is 15 minutes into the movie. And the movie's an hour and 15 minutes long. And I'm like, what the fuck are we doing? And it just keeps escalating. Every scene gets crazier and bonkers. And it has, like... The message behind it, the great, the, the great kind of, the great kind of parable about revenge is basically, you know, when seeking on a path for revenge, remember and pack two shovels. Like, so if you go out to get vengeance on someone, you're going to bury yourself essentially sure. or lose yourself in the journey. This movie takes that literally, like really literally. The ending is fucking amazing, but it's shot in Spain. It's shot during still they were still under like kind of fascist rule i think in the 80s in spain um so all these scenes outside that are shot the bikers are all wearing a red band with a white circle no swastika because they're shooting outside in spain but as soon as they go inside any building or they're inside any area swastika just appears <laughs> no fucking continuity none at all they're just like we can shoot this here because the, the, the police can't see us as soon as they're out it's gone it's Fucking nuts. It's maybe one of the most entertaining movies I've seen this year. It is horrendously bad. Like, horrendously bad. I mean, the acting is terrible. Um, it, it gets almost laughable in points. But it's kind of like a weird cross between... Um, there's, a, there's a bit of a Clockwork Orange in there for sure. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's fucking nuts. And this movie exists. I didn't know it exists. I have now watched it. And it is one of the more entertaining movies I've seen. It is colossally bad, but there is not one frame in that movie where something isn't happening. I'm like, how did we get here? It's incredible. All right. So, yeah. Mad Foxies. So let me counter that, Duncan, with a a first-time watch for me, which you are going to find insane that it's the first time i've ever seen it so uh of course i am talking about the holiday classic invasion usa really yeah 
I've seen almost no Chuck Norris in in the course of my life. How have you survived? How did you get through these? I it just wasn't my thing. But you went to VHS stores in the eighties. That yeah. all they, they might as well have just had like action, horror, Norris. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, I, I just never found him that compelling a leading man. Oh, he's terrible. He's right. A, he's, a, he's a terribly good actor, but he's, sure. he's good at the action. And I, like I had seen, miss, like I've seen Missing in Action 2, strangely, like a million mm-hmm. times, the prequel to Missing in Action. Um, but I'd never seen Invasion USA, and I knew all the stories about it. Like I, I saw Electric Boogaloo, and they talk about oh, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, Invasion USA quite a bit in that. So I knew that stuff, but I'd just never seen the movie. And, you know, spoilers, we're about to do it on Pick 6 Movies. Mm-hmm. And so I sat down to watch it. And this is, I, I think, kind of like what you're talking about, where, you know, is the movie good? No. Yeah. No. <laughs> is it incredibly entertaining? Holy shit, yes. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> so... The fact that in the course of this movie, there is a scene where, and this has nothing to do with Chuck Norris, who I still think is kind of a uh, charisma repellent. Oh, God, he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it, he's anyone having in, any sense of enjoyment in this, on the scene, he's a sponge that sucks up all that enjoyment. <laughs> like, <it's> like, <laughs> it, like, you know, spoilers for Invasion USA. But at the end of the movie, like the whole running bit about like, you know, one of these days you're going to hear me say it's time to die and then you're going to die. And when you get to the like ultimate confrontation between Chuck Norris and Richard Lynch and he just goes, it's time. And you're like, oh, (laughs) I can't believe this is our hero. But when Richard Lynch goes by the way richard lynch as a villain in anything is the greatest thing that's ever happened so he's amazing in it when he goes into the office of billy drago yeah shows up for five minutes in the movie that's all you need that's all you need is five minutes of drago that's it (laughs) your friend died like a stuck irish pig right when richard lynch goes into his office and there's just the lady with the switchblade snorting blow in there mm-hmm. for no reason she only exists so that she could be thrown out a window in about two seconds yeah it's tuesday right <laughs> tuesday is the day i snort coke off a blade but like there's a little bit and it's kind of the first moment where you see richard lynch getting up to some shenanigans but there's uh this terrific moment where they're chatting like billy drago and richard lynch are talking about cocaine or something and the the woman is snorting blow with her little tube her coke tube Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden richard lynch just like the switch flips and he bangs the the lady's head onto her cocaine tube Mm -hmm. driving it up into her nose and suddenly blood is going everywhere then he grabs billy drago takes his gun and shoots him in the dick like three (laughs) or four times killing him because of testicular blood and then shoves this woman out the window which you see in slow motion i was like 
I don't know what this movie is. <laughs> How have I never seen this before? I mean, it was a revelation. And like any scene with Chuck Norris is completely disposable. None mm -hmm. of that stuff is very good. Any scene with like Richard Lynch, like having flashbacks of the time that Chuck Norris almost killed him and stuff and just waking up. I don't know what nationality he's supposed to be in that movie. Oh, they, they, they're like, yeah, wait till you watch Delta Force. Like, uh, I would love any, like, Delta Force, like, everyone's playing the wrong nationality in that movie. So it's, uh, dude, I was just over the moon. Like, and like you said, this is not a great movie. It is not something mm -hmm. that i would really recommend to people but it's just one of those things that me personally because of all the things broken about me mm -hmm. as i'm watching the, the the movie i was i couldn't have been happier it was so entertaining it was so wildly fun and and i just couldn't get enough so nice uh boomer pointing out that lone wolf mcquade is in his opinion the best uh chuck Norris film because he revives himself with a beer and drives his Bronco out of a pit after being buried in it. Yeah. Uh, it is stupid and amazing, he says. That does sound pretty... Like, I, in theory, when I hear stuff like that, I'm like, that sounds great, but that means I also have to listen to Chuck Norris talk, and uh, I hate that. Yeah. That is not a good time. No. Um. Do we have any other further business before... Is I it? think we might be in the zone now. Let's let's get, let's get into this episode six. <sighs> yeah, this is uh, what is this? Nine p.m. to twelve a.m. is where Which we are. We've yeah, like so. Uh, well, we've said this before. Technically, if the first episode was six a.m. and we're looping it around on a whole day, that would make sense. Twelve to three, three to six, and that'll be yeah. a stun. And I actually, I don't think this conversation is going to take that long. No, because no, uh, genuinely, folks, I, I, not that we're trying to shortchange you on this episode, not a lot happens. Yeah. It, it, I mean, it, that, Duncan. Does anyone, like, well, here's the first question. Does anyone actually die in this episode? No. So, yeah, no. there's the first. And we've been moaning for how long about flashbacks. This may have the lowest flashback quota per episode. Um, this season thus far that was about yeah. six i think yeah that that's why i think this was the button episode of the season <laughs> where they just didn't they didn't have any money yeah and they well, just I, I they had to do think, eight episodes i also kind of think we've done the right idea by doing episode seven and eight because i think it is clearly going to ramp up in the last two episodes so we might as well put them together um you know but I, yeah there's it, not there genuinely is not a lot yeah, but there's genuinely not a lot that happens with this. And to be honest, it went in a direction which was kind of painfully predictable to begin with. And yes, we are 100%. Now I am saying we've already kind of known for a while now that who our killers were. 100% were right. 100% were right. Yeah. Um, for the record, it, those of you watching in chat, our prediction yeah. is yes that uh obviously the original killer of kit and the lady with the bag in the tree yes, is Wyatt. This, it, right is this guy yeah. uh that they've got arrested but jen and connor are 100 percent the killers are, yeah. are the killers now yeah but the end the end of this episode where they're walking back into the the apartment complex and jen 
has to run away to do something. And yeah, then the yeah. next clip we see is the saw clip with them with their faces stuck together. I'm like, all right, so Jen did it. And all, to double down on that even more that there's two killers, Bo, um, the police have worked that out. There are two MOs specifically happening with the deaths. Like the men are being killed one way, the women are being killed completely different. And I would say that Jen is a bit of a screw loose, Bo. No. Yes, I'm going there, Bo. I am going there. Oh, Duncan. You Can't you are uh, you, you're 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 crossing lines. You're going to get canceled. <laughs> um oh, <laughs> so we open Duncan on Sunset in Killersville or wherever we yes. are. They're, yeah, they're just lollipop, lollipop. <laughs> It's <laughs> slashed by me. Do, I want to do the pop, but I can't do the pop. So, um, yeah, that's what I've heard. Um, oh, ooh, shots well, fired! Well, the reason I don't do the pop, boys, because once you pop, the fun don't stop. <laughs> so, I'm not even sure how tortured this metaphor has become. I don't know. I don't know. The I don't things know what I'm it feeling. Means. I'm, I've recorded so many, so many hours of content in the last five days. I am so punchy and delirious. I don't actually even know what show I'm doing at the moment. <laughs> Surprise, Duncan. We're talking about all the Friedkin movies again. Get out your notes. Yes. Yeah. Well, there, there we go. Uh, just, as a, just as a little warning, folks, on Friday, um, I'm dropping an episode on the podcast under the stairs feed, which features both. And uh, the always amazing Doug Tilly. Yes. Because uh, yes, used yes. to are. I would never do another director's thing that didn't have used to on it. Like as soon as one of you couldn't do it, it would either not happen or be retired. Um, but we went through the entire freaking back catalog, um, and that took seven hours. So yeah, that's a seven-hour episode that's dropping on Friday. It's a lot of talk about freaking. So what? Here's what's funny, Duncan. Is mm-hmm. if if God bless them, if if anyone ever listened to all of these things. So, yeah. like, two hours worth of pick six movies drops that day. Oh, Jesus. Um, another, like, half-ish hour of found footage full. And then seven hours. So, like, if you wanted to, you, you could, could spend, spend a day. Yeah, yeah you, you could spend, could spend a, a, a whole day with me. Spend a whole day with Bo. That's treat right. Your, treat yourself. Um, that's actually one of our Patreon tiers. Uh, it's our $50,000 tier. In which case, I will I will come to wherever you are, <laughs> and I will just hang out with you all day and stare creepily over your shoulder as you go about your business. I thought it was, I thought it was going to be like an intimidation tactic. So whenever you're speaking to someone, you just appear behind them like that, looking at the person. I just here's here's what I do, Duncan. Is uh, I, I'm kind of their flavor flav, <laughs> and so whatever they say, I just go yeah. Yeah, or I repeat it. Yeah, boy. Um, you sound more like uh, Nick Frost when you do that. Yeah, but it's because I'm not from America. Yeah, uh, hard. To there's argue. no way. There's no way of getting around it. Yeah. <laughs> so life delivered from the deck reality. All right, enough screwing around. We got to talk about this. So they're they're uh, stand by me down the the railroad <laughs> they tracks. Are, yeah, they, it's Jen, Jen Connor and Shadia. Yep. And they are heading to the party, which we discover is in a condemned factory. Yeah, we are we are following our three amigos. We are the three amigos. We are the three amigos. 
Migos. Yeah. But to get into this, we have to move our rusty fans and walk up to them like, when you get into this place, that's clearly not the route everyone else took to get there. Because this place is fucking jumping inside. And then, it's just, but they see, this is the thing, this is how Slasher, like right at the beginning, it's like, let's put a detail in here to fuck Duncan up. Um, and they do it straight away. It's in the same location every year. Right, that's what they say. The police show up and they close it all down, but the kids rip it back open and do it. So I'm the police officer that is investigating lots of crime that's happening on the anniversary of a famous killing that happened during the solstice party. And I have not one police officer down where they had it the year before. Bad cops, Bo. Well, of course. And there's only like three of them anyway. Well, yeah. At, at the moment, we have only seen three police officers. And one of them's not got a name. Yeah. <laughs> so- so, like, Slasherberg is just not staffed up for, Slasherberg. for this kind of activity. They've had police cuts. This is this, yeah. not that I want to take a political stance here, but this is what happens when you when you follow through with defund the police. Mm-hmm. You have three and they're all incompetent. Yeah, no, fund the police in Slasherberg. That's my <laughs> yeah, please. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag fund the police in, Slash, in Slasherberg. In Sl- yeah, not funny. everywhere. No. Nah. Uh, but, yeah, so they, they enter uh this place which is just lit by blue neon of course and then shadia gets startled because some asshole is just breaking bottles and they're like oh yeah that always happens at these parties and you're like just some dude smashing bottles all yeah. right i mean i guess I how if <laughs> some people party different duncan i'm more yeah, of I, a, I, ne- I never never got that i'm like like i'm i'm I, like, trust me, I party, right? But when I do party, I clean my glass when I'm finished with it. Right. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, too, I'm too polite that way. I make sure that my bottles are put in the recycling bin. Like, I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I, I party. I, I party in the way I'm, I'm sociable, but at the same time, conscious, but conscious. Dude, speaking of, they walk into this party and there's a fucking car on fire in the middle a of Molotov. the party. Molotov cocktailed car in the middle of this place. So, <laughs> Alan says this is Doug Ford's Toronto. So, all right, yeah, all right, fair enough. Um, uh, the Alex Jones of ca- Canadian politics, <laughs> and so everyone is dancing around uh this car fire and listening to yeah. just the worst EDM. Yeah, yeah, and they're all drinking but there's no bar there's a dj playing there but no evidence of where the electricity is coming from like what can only be described as a small city grid lighting up this fucking place and then there's people up there they've they've hired performance artists because there's people there doing the swishy swishy ropes which are also got flames on them and and i'm like this feels really 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 elaborate for what is ultimately a street party yeah Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so they get text or Jen gets a text saying, hey, we caught the killer and now it's time to celebrate. Like everybody's down to party because the druid has been caught. Yay. So we leave the party for a moment to go back to the apartments where Sheriff Dan is passing Angel in the <laughs> hall and gives him yeah. a real like arm check, really throws him <sighs> against the wall. And... 
Angel is like, uh, look, I know you were just fucking with me there, but I just want to offer my condolences about Emma Notbert's uh, that you we recently learned got you know her face her acidified. face melted. Yeah, <laughs> like not only melted, but it was melted in a toilet as well. <laughs> yeah, did something, Jerry. And Sheriff Dan is like, but you don't mind your own business, goddammit. And, <laughs> and anyway, so Angel's like, fine, whatever, man, I'm out of here. And we see that watching all of this is Renee. Yeah, who yeah. is they are playing so hard and being a red haired in this, and it doesn't make any sense. I, the fact that she's not dressed up like a giant red fish is <laughs> shocking. <laughs> I can't possibly get through these doors with my gills. <laughs> <laughs> I'm swimming upstream. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's so stupid. And oh. she's looking all dark and mysterious and crazy and fishy. And she is going through Angel's trash that he has just thrown out like you do. Be- because she's a trash lady i don't know <laughs> and and she finds a razor in there yeah that i don't remember coming to anything it hasn't come to anything yet okay i think the i don't know i don't know i like at first i thought she was going to be doing voodoo or something i was like at least that's something you know but no i don't think we're getting that she she she, she rakes through the bin and then I'm like, okay, that's interesting. Where are we going now, Slasher? All right, well, we go to Angel's apartment Mm -hmm. where he's kind of looking through his phone, uh, swiping through pictures of him and Joe. Yeah, remembering himself for better times, Bo. Yeah, and he got his uh, Spotify rap, and (laughs) it was all of the love songs that he had fucked Joe to. And he was just like, you know what? I'm going to listen to I Will Remember You. And <laughs> look at look at this guy that I enjoyed uh, railing. And mm-hmm. uh, so he gives him a call. And then we cut to the pile of bloody bodies that is Joe and, and a boiler room? I guess they're well, in a, a dumpster or, somewhere yeah there's a fire or something in the yeah. background so it immediately like potential like some sort of boiler room or some sort of furnace the, room or something or the rave i mean at this stage maybe maybe the, the druid wheeled them up there as well i you just don't know and you know what bo i just don't <laughs> and so that's our credits moment usually we get yeah. something really shocking and a, a murder or something not this time. We just cut no. to credits where they're like, oh, yeah, remember these two assholes are dead? <laughs> yeah. Slasher. <laughs> wah, 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 wah. Yeah. One of them got stabbed in the dick a lot, and the other one went, bah. Well, her eyes when she got stabbed. It's literally my favorite thing from the yeah. last episode. Bah. Her eyes go like that when she gets stabbed in the head. It's amazing. Yeah. that They should have at least given us a close-up of her crazy eyes. <laughs> that would have been amazing. I, I like that it sounds like James Horner is scoring. <laughs> you know what it is? It's the, uh, I've somehow equated, like Pennywise can do the thing with his eyes in that remake, right? But there's the bit where um, uh, David Hader 
is like finally getting the courage and he goes up there and it's like you think you can talk and then he gets the 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 deadlights hits him and it hits him with the evil dead noise and his eyes go white but it goes and he goes uh on this right and that's i've equated the two together that that's what happens when pennies it doesn't go like that but yeah um so we, we jump into the most un the most lackluster unceremonious slasher intro credit ever yeah like there's never been an episode that's done just that there's always someone dies or like the killers in the background or there's some big reveal and this one the camera pans over two characters that died if you were watching this back to back like three minutes ago (laughs) yeah you know what i mean it's it's like not like oh this is the big reveal where have the bodies been for four episodes like emma notberts it's like they're there obviously and then we're into we're into let's let's get the let's get the the, the hard questions answered from this guy Wyatt Bo. So back at the party. Uh, we, oh, that's right. We got yeah. the party first. Then yeah, there, there's a, a totally useless scene where Shadia tries some of Connor's weed and then asks him to dance, and then that's yeah. the whole thing. And then yeah. we go to the me, the sexy me that we both like where Sheriff Dan has come down to look at the body for no reason. It's not like they don't know who this is. And he's just like, well, I want to see her. God damn it. What if she's only sleepy? (laughs) (laughs) And so the, the Emmy is like, are you sure you want to see this? Because it's kind of gnarly. And he's like, I definitely want to see her. God damn it. Yeah. She's not asleep. She's just very badly burned. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm very badly burned. I'm very badly burned. So he strokes her hair a little bit and like they pull back the sheets and he's just like, oh, God damn it. She is dead as shit. Uh, <laughs> sorry. I doubted you. I'm sorry about that. And then he like flashes back not to a year ago, like all the other flashbacks, but it's her like learning to ride a bike when she was like four. Yeah. And I think like there's I think like Dan only has two memories of his daughter. One <laughs> is when she's four, another one's when she's six and she's drawn some pictures on the floor. And every other time he's been so drunk he can't remember. Yeah. And that's why you only ever see two. <laughs> right. There we just when we flash back again, it's just back to that. Yeah. Like, that was a pretty good goddamn day. I don't remember nothing else, but that was all right. <laughs> Before she became a whore. Uh, and then <laughs> the detective, meanwhile, is questioning. This is where she's questioning Wyatt. This is, this is a painful scene to watch. Yeah, and me. he just starts off by being like, I did it. It was yeah, me. And she's like, she's like, it's time for you to tell. It's time for you to confess. And he's like, I'm the killer. And I'm like, if only. Like, but the thing is, she's like, yeah, that's right. You are. And I'm like. No, this is the bit you go outside, you get the ring confession, you get him to sign it, case closed, book him Dano. Uh, but no, no, no. She's like, yeah, yeah, you like this? Huh? Kent, you kill Kent? And he's like, yep, I did that. And she's like, yeah, we know you did that because we found the knife, which he's apparently just kept for a year in his well, living room. Yeah, yeah. Wrapped it- up in plant. Wrapped in plastic. Um, you know what I mean? It's like, it's like just like, and then... He's like, yeah, so then she puts the woman whose name we didn't even bother to remember 
So he pushes that across and he's like, yep, killed her. And she's like, oh yeah, we know you killed her because we've got that murder weapon as well. And the outfit you wore, which has got the blood in it. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, what about this? And it's, it's Emma, not Bert's face. And he's like, oh, <laughs> holy shit. It is a real like, oh, how? Yay. Oh. And she's like, yeah, yeah, what are you going to say about that? Well, what about this? And she slides over uh, Thingy's face with the, the coffee. Um, no, his body's not been found yet. No, no, no. This is uh, the um, sexy teacher. It's, that's the, right, it's that's her the one, dissected. That's, yeah. That's the one where he goes, he goes, oh my God. <laughs> and he starts laughing as if it's a fake picture. And she's like, yeah, yeah, you're going to admit that. And he's like, it's your case here that you're just going to show me all these random pictures of murder and just pin it on me? And she's yeah. like, no, 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 you, you you did all these things. Like, I didn't do those. <laughs> like, I, like, I totally killed Kit and that other lady, but this my is... My work. Yeah, no. My work. Not my work. And <laughs> Not taking credit for. Then she she tries to strong arm him a little bit here by saying... She's such a bad cop, by the way. Yeah, because he's like, I'm a legend. I can't wait to go to jail. I'm going to be the king. Yeah. And she says, you know what makes a legend in jail? The one who kills a legend. And he's like, do Yeah, he's like a... He's like, He's like a, huh? Well, I never thought of that. I was just thinking about being a legend. Like, <laughs> yeah, I am the legend of this. He's cutting about here as if he's, what's his face? Benny, what was he doing? Benny Ironside from the previous season? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Benny Ironside. Yeah, yeah let's say, yeah, I build my castle strong. Uh, you know what I mean? It's like all that. See, I can remember that. That's how fucked up this year's been. I can remember things like small conversations from season two of Are You Happy, Bo? No, almost never. <laughs> um, so after she leaves him with that little bone mall, uh, she Ooh. heads out and uh, the junior detective <laughs> is watching through the glass and is like, boy, this guy's a real piece of work, huh? He's literally like that. It's like yeah. the worst serial killer in Slasherville's history. And he's like, yeah, this guy, yeah, this guy over here. Yeah. And I'm like, what are you doing? And she's like, yeah something's not adding up here i'll tell you what what i need you to do is like pull some evidence for me go like that get me two coffees uh, or get two large coffees and he's kind of looking at her and she's like please tell me that you did not make plans after we've arrested a notorious serial killer and he's been in our custody for two minutes she's like no well, I, I didn't make plans i had plans i can not then all like all this has happened in the space of you know 15 hours yeah so you know i got tickets to the game well yeah because from his point of view he showed up for his morning shift like probably in the 95 there was not going to be any there was going to be no killing bow right it's slasherberg nothing ever happens in slasherberg except once a year at the solstice party safest place in slasherdom (laughs) except except once a year yeah he said what is yeah exactly one one place one what one year one day of the year uh and then it all goes uh, all goes wrong but yeah so she's like oh, i'm gonna crack this case and i'll be honest with you this is as exciting as all the return visits to the police department get it's all kind of armchair psychology from two cops that that are just doing every cliche in the book painful yeah this whole episode is just so much nothing so all right then we go back to the party duncan 
Yep. Where Jen goes off to find a drink or whatever, you know, disappears from oh, the party. Yeah. Like to send emails to people to set them up. Yeah. Which is what, what she's fucking doing. But yeah, she's got a way to get a drink, Bo. Like people can't, like people that listen to the audio version can't hear the air quotes I just did there over the word drink. I think they can hear it. Um, <laughs> and then so the generator blows at this point. And yeah. I don't mean that it's not a very good generator. It just actually blows up and all the lights go out. And Connor is like, oh, this happens every year. It's like, how old are you? How many of these <laughs> have you been to? Yeah. 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 Where did you all start them, coming probably. when you were 14? All of them. So, <laughs> Alan pointing out, how many autopsies have happened in this last fifteen hours? Five, yeah, like five, yeah. Like it's, it's unreal. Like at this point, you would be outsourcing to the the county next to you to get their corner you, to come and assist the veterinarian, the local <laughs> butcher, just anybody that knows how to work with a knife and meat. It's just so silly. And also, she, I, I'm sure she went through another costume change. The, yeah, she did yeah yeah, yeah. yeah for sure yeah she's yeah. had a different outfit every single episode yeah i love that i love that about her because that's her thing that's her quirk makes zero sense but that's her quirk after every autopsy she changes that's how she rewards herself you know it's like yeah. after uh i i do uh like a, a long day at work mm-hmm. i'll stop off and get myself a milkshake or something just to give myself a little pat on the back. Yeah. On the other hand, she just goes through a wardrobe change. I do like the idea that every episode, though, she's changing her clothes as if to say to me, do I look sexy in this, Duncan? I'm like, yes, yes, you do. And then the next episode, she's like, what about this shirt? Does this look sexy? I'm like, yes, yes, it is. It really is. And every single, I can confirm every single episode, she looks very sexy. Yeah. What about this? These are just some plain cargo pants and a yeah. t-shirt. Yes, yes, also yeah. great. Yes, uh, yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Mm. What about the hoop in the nose? Is that too much or? No, no. Let's okay. get another one. Uh, <laughs> I need more. More hoops. Um, <laughs> but we're saying they didn't tell the actress this was all one day. Like yeah. nobody just mentioned it to her. Like, I oh, by the way, this she's... is every few hours. Did you know yeah. that? Oh, I'm sorry. I love that. She's really clumsy. She's always at the catering area. And she keeps spilling ketchup. Then she's like, oh. I'm gonna have to change my top again. Yeah, she goes, <laughs> goes for coffee and ketchup and just oh no. <laughs> so anyway, Duncan. Oh, so Sadia overhears some kids talking some smack about her or Middle Eastern people well, or it's something. Not even, it's not even necessarily some kids. It's specifically that one kid whose name I haven't. Charlie even is his name. Yeah, Charlie. Yeah. Who? Let's just call him his real name. Cocksucker, right? Um, cunt bag. How about that, right? Um, cunty, cunt, cunt face, right? Uh, he's basically he's up there going, yeah, because they all chop off their heads. She probably hide the axe up inside their turban. Ooh, and of course, she has. Sadie has enough of this. She goes across and she slaps him in the face and tells him, "Fucking watch it." And then Connor comes up and he threatens them. Where we get like a bro moment where they're both both broing up to each other. And then this fucking. Craig or whatever his name is, he goes away. Um, and that's the end of that scene. Yeah, yeah, that sets up the later scene, uh, I suppose. Well, it sets up the it sets up the you know, Connor saying, you know, um no not all not because he when Craig's leaving, he says to Sadia, 
I'm just seeing what everyone's thinking. And of course, she bursts into tears. And then Connor's like that. Not everyone's thinking that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Alan, well, you're spot on. She is CSI share. I love it. Yeah. That, yeah. That was, yeah. CSI share is quite good. Um, <laughs> but also, we do get a flashback here where Shadia, we see like her looking through uh, some lattice. This is her flashback as well. And it's fucking like we the thing is we were wrong but we were right Bo. because what we said is that dan's flashback would be some sort of act of terrorism or act of war or something that he lost someone close to him hence his racist tendencies right but no no no, we were wrong what we get is basically how sadia's family um ended up leaving afghanistan and even then this is the cheapest low budget this is set in Afghanistan. You can tell that because they're in a dark room with an orange light shining through because that's the sun. Um, it's fucking awful, man. It's absolutely awful. But yeah, there's a lot of death happening around her and this is her having this kind of flashback to, to stuff that happened uh, when she was still living in Afghanistan before she became a refugee. Yeah, it is no rules of engagement, that's for sure. Um, oh, God, dude, don't. Don't feel like that's red. <laughs> So Sheriff Dan, meanwhile, is unsurprisingly passed out on his couch. Yeah. And wakes up with uh a vision of Emma Emma Notbirds hugging him. Yeah, she comes across, she gives him a hug. Mm-hmm. Um he starts to hold her hair, the hair starts falling out, he moves her head back, that's not who it's supposed to be, and he goes, yeah. and then wakes up. Well, and yeah, there's a, another flashback of her um riding a bike and then one of her coloring yeah so like that's the other memory alan pointed out like these are all false memories brought on by alcohol but (laughs) (laughs) i remember a teacher ride a bike and i think she colored one time yeah like he's doing the thing from usual suspects where he's just looking around the room and going (laughs) uh you know like we went fishing Hey, Kobayashi. Uh, we, just... we built a ship in a bottle of Tito's <laughs> vodka. We found a mouse in a bottle of beer. Uh, what else we do? God damn it. Uh, yeah. We... Yeah, that, that, that one summer we got stuck on an island and befriended a ball. <laughs> that, um, yeah. that time we watched television. That was a good time. <laughs> and so, yeah. So he wakes up with the scream. Why? And <laughs> just why, goddammit, why, goddammit. Um, and sure enough, there's an email from one of his racist pals who has like a, <laughs> a like an email that's like, I love white people 6969 or something. Yeah, uh, it's, it's the most fucking stupid, and it's like, I know who killed your daughter, right? And he like sends a, a message back that's like, I caught who killed my daughter. God damn it. I saw her gross face at the Emmy's office, who, by the way, had a really sexy hoop in her nose. Now she yeah. stops sending me bullshit. And the email is like, nah, bro, here's the real uh, place where you can find the killer. And it's just a picture of like the back door of this apartment building. And so Renee once again watches as Sheriff Dan just books it out of his apartment to you know yeah. follow the advice of this email because aaron martin's like that don't think it's Rennie. <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, and Boomer say like all these people are just caricatures. Just you wait, because the we'll get to the reason well, he's kind of, racist, because that is as, the dumbest shit ever. As maybe the laziest piece of writing I've ever seen in Slasher. I mean, like yeah. up there amongst the laziest. Uh, what makes what makes people white nationalists? Well, uh, and it comes back to the same thing. What makes them white nationalists? Well, internet, but. It's it one Google search. It's just yes, one, right, it's, it's one Google search and then enter. That is it. Yeah, that's all it takes more. <laughs> it is. Yeah, you, and, you, oh. you're one. You're, you're always that's that's the lesson that Slasher is telling you. You're only one quick click away on the internet from becoming a white nationalist. It's profound, yeah. man. It's profound. Don't I know it? Um. So <laughs> while he's slipping away to to the back door of the apartment building, Renee. Managed to manages to wedge through his door using mm. her keys and her flipper, on account <laughs> of her being a red herring, you know, Duncan. Yeah. And <laughs> I got. I got. And so she goes into Sheriff Dad's place and sniffs some of Emma Noppert's clothes. Yeah. And then sees some hair in a brush, which I guess leads credence to your idea that Renee might be a witch. I thought it was voodoo. I genuinely thought it was voodoo. I mean, do but we know? It still could be. She could still technically be involved in the murders. Oh my god, Duncan. What if she's using voodoo to manipulate her children into killing? I would at least... If that's the reveal, I would at least tip my cap. <laughs> that surprise <laughs> voodoo happened? Yeah, because that's... that's uh, Remember when I was talking about that, that movie earlier on, Mad Foxes? That's mad fox's level of writing if, if that's how it turned out to be like at this stage like for we know it's definitely those two but like if she's doing some sort of voodoo thing up there like a weekend at bernie's two kind of voodoo spell or something to make mm-hmm. them oh that would be <laughs> amazing but um, yeah because we have we've written her off completely as a character because she doesn't have any value to this tv show she right. didn't add anything in the previous episode she was pouring salt at someone's door Going and running yeah. up the hole, doing more voodoo shit, Duncan. Yeah, vo- voodoo magic, man. Yeah, like predator. The, the predator. Yeah, I was about to yeah. say is going to show up. Um, uh, your information about the one who'll be doing all the killings, Aya. He's in town with a few days to kill. <laughs> uh, Fucking voodoo magic, man. So, King Willie. Big King Willie. That's that's Randy's name now from now on. We will know her as King Willie, and she will speak as King Willie from Predator Two. Um, <laughs> Alan says that Renee's a ripoff of the uh, Session Nine crazy lady, which ah, is not. One... Yeah, yeah. Uh, is it, well, are we talking about the one that doesn't appear? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. so the one in the hidden scenes. Yeah, yeah. I like that. So Angel, meanwhile, is skimming through some more old pictures of him and Kit. Because uh, he gave up on Joe after trying to call him in the dumpster. <laughs> like, <laughs> so Angel's just sitting there going, Oh, I miss Joe. I miss Joe so much. Give him my phone. Right, he's not answering. Oh, I miss Kit. Yeah. I miss Kit so much. Well, I think I this, can't phone him. He's dead. <laughs> I think this is actually a flashback, though, because he ends up going to Sheriff yeah. Dan's apartment. It's, it's, this, is the, this is the night that, this is basically the night that Kit dies. So it, they've yeah. already broken up at this point. So, and also the night that Sheriff Dan becomes a racist. 
This is what right. So like, but then the timeline doesn't make sense. No, it does because we get the flat that flat. No, no, no. We, we get that later on. No, this is where it happens because he goes. He's going but to. But he couldn't have seen. He could. He couldn't. He didn't split up a kit then. No, right. I've got you. I know. I know what we're doing. I know what we're doing. Right. So yeah, yeah, yeah you're, you're right. So he's, he's looking at pictures of kit, and then we get a flashback to when he's in the building and he goes to Dan's door, right. knocks on Dan's door. Dan, of course, is ever charming self. Um, the only person in the whole complex whose haircut hasn't changed in the flashbacks. Yeah, I ain't that's doing nice it. God damn it. Um, I'm not door. cutting one hair off my goddamn head or my face. <laughs> You can just get that thought right out your head. He opens the door, though, and um, Angel's like that. Listen, uh, I know we don't usually talk. However, I'm going around all the apartments. I'm asking to see if they've got any spare money, furniture, clothing, something to help this refugee family that are moving into the building. Well, let, then, me, let me just ask yeah. you one question, <laughs> Angel, if that is yeah. your real name. Your real name? <laughs> God damn it. Who is collecting money for white people? Yeah. And this is literally what he says because he opens the door and we see another fake memory of Emma Notburn's like drawn. But you can clearly tell it's a fake memory from someone that has alcohol syndrome because the red crane that she's drawn with is also all over her face. As well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Am I pretty now, Daddy? <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> the thing is when you did that I just got a horrific image of you just sitting in the mirror one day just with a lipstick just going am I pretty daddy am I pretty daddy am I pretty now <laughs> um so <laughs> <laughs> that's all i want to do now um <laughs> so but sheriff dad oh fuck <laughs> he's like let me i'm gonna t- teach you shit's a lesson and just slams the door yeah and then goes to his computer and hand to god this is true this this is the this is the origin story of shit of time yeah just googles who helps white people <laughs> enter god damn it and then enter, god damn. But the button doesn't say enter it just says god damn it right it's uh this comma is also god damn it it's just several of the keys really uh, <laughs> but <laughs> the, key- the keyboard's only made up of the letters to spell the word god damn it <laughs> God damn it. 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 Um, <laughs> that's his resume. <laughs> we noticed you, you're applying for a job here at uh, Urban Ministries, and uh, it just says, God damn it. God damn it. God damn it. Yeah. A, a previous occupation appears to be God damn it. <laughs> yeah. That's right. God damn it. <laughs> references of mr goddammit that's right also goddammit uh i i worked with his other brother goddammit um they're friends friends of the goddamn family 
so, uh, there you go. Um, we've got a suggestion for your next Patreon paywall, which is just you applying lipstick on. <laughs> once we hit 40 patrons, yeah, I, I will do a video with red lipstick. <laughs> With me putting on going, am I pretty now, daddy? <laughs> That's what it's waiting gold, ladies and gents. Yeah, Get on yeah. it. And we're close. Um, <laughs> I made it a reasonable goal. Um, mm. Okay. Well, oh, yeah, yeah. So he uh, Googles who helps white people and then immediately gets a bunch of uh uh like web results that are all just like white power do you yeah, hate like, other... like fucking stormfront appears on his page so he can fucking click in there it's the most ridiculous thing that's ever happened <laughs> like that's that's not how google works <laughs> like, yeah google that... promotes things that you've searched before so oh my god like that in a fucking... <laughs> it's it's so stupid but he, but he, this page comes up and it's all fucking and they can't obviously the show doesn't want to go full on so it's like a black symbol but it's like it's like quasi satanic as well but yeah um, it has an enter button and he presses enter and that is legitimately no bullshit the origin story of why Dan became a racist yeah you just see the light bulb go off over his head like I think these people are making some good points goddammit and and that's it that is as much background we we lost a family member in 9-11 we had that maybe served overseas you know things that are cliche but would at least make sense not an altercation with one of his neighbors in the hall (laughs) have you ever been so angry with a neighbor that you joined a a white nationalist group (laughs) yeah yeah i mean not recently but sure we've all been there it's it would be like it if i googled like how do you fly and then just immediately became a bird yeah <laughs> it's just stupid so bad man right. so bad so angel then gets an email from sheriff dan saying uh hey i, I want you to meet me at the back door god damn it and also tra- uh, throws down some trash talk about angel's record with boyfriends I'm like, boy, you just don't have any luck, are you? God damn it. One's dead. The other just decided he was going to be straight again. God damn it. <laughs> and so Angel is like, well, I've had enough. I'm going to go to this weird back door of this apartment building. At this point, I hope Angel dies because um, he's a fucking moron. <laughs> just, yeah. I mean, maybe he's. You know what I mean? At this point, just get them out. Let's just get them all away please so then we go back to the party where jen runs afoul of this guy charlie who's dressed up like the druid oh by the way we do get a death in this this episode i forgot about it because it happens so fast and it doesn't matter charlie 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 gets murdered in this episode with the sword from final fantasy 7 uh-huh yeah it's the biggest either that or like a modified batleth from like star trek is the biggest fucking sword i've the like, biggest bladed serie holy sword thing which apparently he manages to swallow the majority of it that's not how that works either i would love yeah. it if the the emmy was like well look i've been uh doing a little bit of research i think he was killed by cloud 
from uh, Final <laughs> it's Fantasy. It's the same sword. It's yeah. a, a big, thick old fucking battle. It's right, granted, it's got drill holes in it, but it's a sword he's killed with. It's like he, like, is he, is he taped up blade because it has a proper, like, uh, leather handle at the end. And how the killer has this makes no sense. Yes. Makes no sense, Bo. So he's basically getting mildly to excessively rapey with Jen. Yeah. And it's like, I can do anything I want without your brother around. And maybe I am the druid. And Jen is like, no, no, no. They arrested the druid. Also, yeah, I'm she's like, no, the no, druid. Yeah. yeah, like, you're not the druid. I'm the druid. Did I say that? Ooh. And, but yeah, this Charlie guy's like, oh, what if they got the wrong guy? And Jen then slips away with some girls who are passing by to get away from this dude. Yeah, obviously to head to get her druid outfit, which she's about to put on to murder this dude. Yeah, she definitely doesn't go back to Connor and Shadia. Yeah. And so anyway, Sheriff Dan, we get a quick moment where he goes to the back door, slips inside, and then we cut back to the party. And Shadia has now ceased to have a good time. Yeah, that's that that ship sailed a while ago and Connor is talking to her about like lots of different things and she talks about like the idea, the concept of this party where people would dress up like someone who murdered someone the year before seems a bit silly. And Connor's trying to do his best job here is no different than people dressing up like zombies. And she's well, it's not the same to those that have actually seen death and these people haven't seen death. And Connor's like and she's like I didn't mean you and Jen because your mom killed herself with fire. Right. Um, and he's like, right. And she's like, no, I mean, actually to see death. And then Connor, we get, we finally like, like it's almost as if Aaron Martin's like, use the flashback, use the flashback. And he's like, well, like Luke, use yeah. the flashback. It's like, um, I, I never asked you what happened. You don't have to tell me if you don't want to. And I was like, don't tell him, please don't. And I can feel myself being drawn into a flashback. It's like that movie Final Girls, uh, whenever they're, like, they go to do a flashback, you get drawn in. Is yeah. that thing where you get drawn in. Basically, she talks through the story. Her parents and her live with her grandparents and some other family in one building. And they took in people they weren't supposed to that were deemed as outlaws by the government. The government found out and acted like the Afghan government. Maybe we would assume the Taliban here, um, where they just showed up and murdered everyone. These flashbacks march in a single line to hide their numbers. <laughs> yeah. And they were, were brought out of the flashback, and that's how they became the refugee family that ended up where they did. Yeah, right. And she... You know, there's a thing where Shadi is like, I'm yeah, I'm cursed. I'm surrounded by death. Everywhere I go, death follows me. And Connor's like, curses are bullshit. I'm the one doing all the killing. I mean, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, death besides you not following you. I mean, I mean. Mm-hmm. And so we cut back to the detective and junior detective who are. This is the scene that you were talking about earlier where yeah. they're like, wait a second. So Kit and this lady were both killed by a knife. But then all these other people were killed by acid and dissections and, and a head on. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. It's almost like there's two people committing these murders. But they, you know, so yeah, so they're, they're, they're trying to split this up. And specifically, the, the main detective, she's like that. No, listen, I, when I put that picture down in front of him of the school teacher, like he didn't act like someone who was proud of or had seen this before. He was repulsed by it. And I can tell that. So we're on to something here. And we're going to sit here and go through all this until we work it out. 
Yeah, and she just sends him to go get more evidence. Non-specific mm-hmm. evidence. Go get some. Yeah, get get evidence. What evidence? Evidence! Evidence! Yeah. <laughs> Who? Everyone! Yeah, <laughs> she channels her inner old man um, and sends him away. And yeah, we're gonna we're we're gonna really labor this point and every conversation you have to the end of this episode. So we will return to them, and it's like baby steps trying to work out what the fuck is going on. All right, so back to Sheriff Dan, who is strolling through the bowels of this building and discovers that Angel is now there. Yeah, and he's like, "No hell, are you doing down here? Goddammit!" And Angel is like, you told me to come. And he's like, I didn't send you any messages, goddammit. I do all my homoerotic fantasies in private in my bathroom yeah. where I put a thumb up my ass and I crank it. And he's like, well, what do you do? He's like, I just have a good time, goddammit. Shut up. And then Angel shows him the email. And he's like, well, yeah. I didn't send that, goddammit. And neither of them, neither of these geniuses have noticed that the door is closing slowly behind them. Yeah, yeah. But then Angel's like that. Wait one second. We've been catfished because remember the internet is bad, Bo. Yeah, it uses the term catfished. Yes, he uses the word catfished, which is a term which is now so old, even by 2019. We call other things now. We don't got catfishing, but yeah. So they they two are trapped in here, and of course Dan is like super fucking hostile about everything. He's so angry about everything, and he keeps threatening Angel. Um, so you know something's eventually going to happen here, uh, and it's probably going to be the end result that Dan's going to get his ass kicked, and we are going to get to that, listeners. So yeah, the the one quality moment of the episode, and then we go to a flashback because, as Boomer pointed out in the chat. These flashbacks are like Ash being sucked into the rift. We're just, yeah. for God's sake, how do you stop it? <laughs> yeah, it's literally, yeah. So I've flung in another flashback. What yeah. is our flashback about this time, Mo? This is Jen and her mom outside Sheriff Dan's joint. Yeah, where so the... this is the night of the killing because, yeah. because of what's mentioned in this scene, which is uh, Sheriff Dan has apparently reported uh rennie and um i don't I think we ever get her the, the mother's name so we're just going to say the cause of all the murder in this yeah. building um and, like and she's like you put another noise complaint in and he's like yeah too right i put a noise complaint in um he's like you too and i hate using this word and i do apologize but you two dykes next door um you can't keep it down i'm gonna do that you can't have a conversation without smashing plates um and then angel's walking past them like Angel, like, he's like, well, he tries to get involved. Dan's abusive to him, uh, more like homophobic slurs. Right. He starts walking away, and then they go up to him and they're like, "You need to help us. They put a complaint against you. Can make be, maybe do a petition." And then he turns on her and says, "Well, maybe you should have thought of that before you put that real hurtful comment about Kit on Twitter." Well, yeah, and he makes the point too when she's like, "Are you going to let here stand here and let him talk to me like that?" And he's like, "Well, you guys are loud as fuck." Yeah, you know, like yeah. he's not wrong. He's a terrible person, but he's not wrong. And 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 like you said, also brings up the fact that she did this horrible thing on the internet. It's like next time you want help from a neighbor, just make sure that you don't um, mock his dead best friend or something along those lines. Yeah. So then he walks off. So well, we're like, and very pointedly, Jen kind of gives him the side eye. Yeah, and is like, oh, I'm definitely going to kill you next year. Yeah, you're going. You are going on that. It's the list from Billy Madison that Steve Buscemi has. 
So it's just like, and he's putting on lipstick as well, boy. Uh -huh. It's a running theme. <laughs> Baby, look pretty, daddy. <laughs> I'm so pleased by this. Um, <laughs> It's just it so needless, it's needlessly graphic as well. <laughs> it's so good, it's so good. Uh, but yeah, so like, so she sees it, she gives side eye once again, giving us motive. Bo. Mm, yes, means motive and opportunity. That's what every serial killer needs. Mm -hmm. Uh, so we go back to the saw room where Angel and Dan are trapped, and Angel tries to call 911 but doesn't get a signal and neither does Sheriff Dan. So that's yeah, from his thing. old atomic brick or something that he says he gets no signal from that. Either. This thing's rugged ass. God damn it. Just like that thing from, uh, uh, Jericho, that, uh, laptop. Um, mm -hmm. did you ever watch it? It had, uh, they sent, uh, nuts to, to CBS to get that show back on here. God damn it. I, I know a lot about Jericho. I, I learned that right after I Googled about what white people get. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's so silly so back at the party uh sadia runs off to take a, a leaky loo yep. leaving connor alone and they're kind of chit-chatting but as soon as she leaves we kind of see the smile fade from his face a little bit yeah so connor i think connor's the one that kills craig or charlie what's his yeah. name charles charlie yeah it's a, yeah because jen is back at she the, must the be apartment. back doing the gas yeah yeah yeah. So Sadia ends up finding the, a disgusting toilet, but is nonetheless going to take a leak there. Mm -hmm. And then our druid imposter Charlie shows up and she tries to get past him, but he grabs her and he's like, how about you give me an apology? And it just is generally a creep to her and finally lets her go. Yeah. He says, how about you give me an apology? And he takes his zip down and pulls his dick out that we don't see. Thank God. Um, and she's like, I don't want to give an apology. And he's like, mm, I think you maybe try a little bit harder than that. So she says he's very sorry. And he's like, you tell me you don't want any of this. And she's like, no, I want to go yeah, back I, to the party. 100% not, no. Yeah. So he flips it, zips it, and then she goes away. And he's about to do something. And then the druid appears from out of nowhere with the sword from Final Fantasy VII, the gun mm -hmm. blade. And then that goes right down his throat. And once again, great kill. Yeah. Gnarly looking. I, I love the kills. Tifa is um, like, Cloud, no. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, there's a chocobo in the back for some reason. I haven't worked out why. Um, but he starts pulling, the, starts pulling the sword out. And um, yeah, so Charlie's dead. Oh, no. Not Charlie. <laughs> not our favorite character, Charlie. <laughs> I couldn't give a fuck about this. We had two yeah. characters here that should be dead. But we're running out of characters now in this apartment complex, which makes me feel like maybe in the previous episode, we should have just killed Don or Joe, not both of them together. Yeah, this episode would have been far superior if you had allowed Don to die at the beginning of it to give you the cross eyes. <laughs> <laughs> like that. yeah that would have been it would have been amazing so um but yeah so they're so they're trapped so we've kind of worked out who's killing who what the order is yeah charlie's dead um and sadia but, heads back to the party to ask connor like hey can we leave now i just want to go home and eat a bunch of snacks like nachos and ice cream and mm -hmm. definitely i want that ice cream to be chocolate caramel swirl and then connor says 
you mean like us? And you're like, what? I mean, I guess, but this I'm is really not the love time. to your boom on. I want to lay down by the fire. It, I mean, boy, the, the seduction game on Slasher is perhaps not at its peak. Top notch. I would never hit a woman and use ice cream as the method. Hey, baby, you want to wanna, you wanna go down the rocky road tonight? Like, uh, I don't think so. Oh, I'm going to chocolate your mint. <laughs> I'm going to leave moose tracks. Oh, that says all that up says and like down. Something, that, yeah, that's something a woman doesn't want done. <laughs> like you tell. Um, no, <laughs> How about like, we do some <laughs> banana fudge swirl? It's like, no. <laughs> No, that sounds horrible. Um, <laughs> not going anywhere near my fudge tomorrow. Uh, so anyway, the, 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 the so yeah, so we, we, like we have them leaving the party now. So that's the part. This whole thing that we've been building to this summer solstice thing that's been high, this whole party thing, we've spent approximately ten minutes in it. Yeah, and now it's time to go home again. But as Tom Wolf said, one. you can never go home again, Duncan. You never go home again, Bo. All right. Um, so let's yes. go back to our, as Alan points out, the red catfished uh, Sheriff Dan and Angel who yeah. are just arguing. Uh, like Sheriff Dan is like, I don't much care for you flaunting your lifestyle around all up in my face, making me all hard and whatnot, God damn it. <laughs> and, and he ends up slapping the phone out of Angel's hand and breaks it. Breaking in the phone. Yeah. yeah. Actually breaking the phone. Um which understandably pisses him off. And then Sheriff Dan decides to start calling him Angel, um, which is a trigger because he at first says something about his daughter is a, like you, a lousy parent. See how your kid grew up. And he's like, you take that back, God damn it. Um, and then he starts calling him Angel. And obviously Angel gets flashbacks to when the shit was whipped out of him. And then he goes all fucking Hulk smash uh, and he like basically tackles him down, beats the ever-loving fuck out of him. Like, just keeps beating him. But what neither one of them is noticeable is the gas that's entering the room. Yeah, Sheriff Dan finally points out, he's like, hey, goddammit, gas, and not me this time. <laughs> not me. It's the first time this, that's happened. Um, so yeah, like, and of course, Angel starts to panic, but the gas is too strong, and the two of them pass out. And we will return to them at the end of the episode. Yep. Uh, for no good reason. And so no reason at all. Uh, there's a moment where we see the junior detective showing back up with a stack of mugshots. Uh, but that's really all that comes to. So then we reassemble our dream team of Connor, Jen and Sadia uh, yep. at the, the apartment with their stoner snacks. Stoner snacks, man. But there's a police officer just stationed at the back and they're like well this is the this is one of the things that you get the 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 quick trigger from because they're like why would the why would the police need to be here the druids being caught and then is it sadia says and maybe or maybe they're maybe they've got the wrong guy or something and jay's yeah. like i gotta poop and she disappears like she fucking runs off because she is essentially turning the gas off and 
gluing sticking yeah, yeah sticking the two faces of these two guys together okay uh, and connor's like well you know we could go to my house but my mum's crazy uh she's also got this giant voodoo shrine and you know it's, it's weird and she's like well we can, <laughs> she's we can been making my- this guy bernie dance it's a whole it's a whole project she's working on right now i don't think we should disturb it yeah but uh yeah, just for the weekend though. It's only happening over the weekend. Yeah, uh, and um, like so, yeah. So they go to Sa- Sadia's room. It's where they're going to go to eat their snacks. Uh, probably mac out, and then that's what's going to be the catalyst for whatever happens to her. Um, but yeah, like Jen's disappeared. The gas has been turned off. Um, our police have completely sorted out now that that there's a, not only is Wyatt a killer, but we now have another killer. Who clear appears to have two MOs. One of them is when attacking guys is very violent and very quick, but when it's attacking women, it's tortured. It's like labored out. It's you know, it takes its time. It's, it's something with like real malice behind it, which they're like, hmm, I wonder what this can mean. And I was like, two fucking killers, police officers. Um, so we, we go away from them because this means fucking nothing, bro. Yeah, it means the, absolutely nothing in, in this episode. It's, it, it's progressed as, like, all it's done is it's got the police to the point where they think that the killer might still be out there, which is something we should have known right at the beginning when they showed them the photos and why it's like, I didn't do that. Yep. And, and, and so we get one final moment at the very end of this episode where Dan and Angel wake up to find their faces glued together and they both start ah. screaming yeah <laughs> like, and that's it and then credits and you're like yeah uh, i guess so yeah this is truly the most nothing episode of the season like nothing i, I think it's the most nothing episode of the whole like run i was thinking about yeah. this yeah, yeah, yeah like there was always something happening with the executioner in season one and season two Every character, something bad happened to them at the at the end. Like every single character, um, and now in this one here, it's like, do you know I mean there's like it, it progresses that like the audience knows exactly what the audience knew at the start of the episode. Yeah, th- that's the problem is that the audience has learned absolutely nothing in this episode. Yeah. A character that didn't matter to begin with is dead, but kind of so what. And yeah, you could you could argue that the, the police are now pointing towards two killers, yeah, which might be. But, but even then, do we need to spend forty five minutes to get that point across? Right, right, and and you establish a bunch of stuff like, uh, you know, with Jen and Connor that kind of suggests, oh, you know, so when it's finally revealed that they're the killers, then it's going to be, yeah, like somewhat justified or whatever, but. Oh my god, it's this show, Duncan. This is this was this was a real bottom of the barrel yeah. episode, even for Slasher. One recording left, man, and that is us yeah. done. Yeah. So let me let me say this. Folks who have been watching not just tonight, but just in general and, and listening to us go through Slasher, I appreciate everyone kind of giving us forewarning that the end is going to be stupider than we think it is Mm -hmm. i don't know if that's possible but i also keep saying that and slasher keeps getting 
even stupider than I expected. Oh, yeah, yeah. You don't want to get in a pissing contest with this show because this show will win. <laughs> yeah, like, you know what I mean? Like, don't get a stupid off with Slasher because. Yeah, it'll win. Like, like it, it, it has no shame. And I like I fully expect it to be a fucking stupid ending. I, I fully expect that because to be honest, the previous two seasons have had stupid endings, and maybe this is the most stupid ending that we went through. We are gonna get there. Yeah. We will get there. And when <laughs> we get there, it's I I mean, at this stage now, I just want it over. And if that means I have to sit through the worst ending, then I will sit through that worst ending, Bo, because the promise of Cronenberg is nigh. Yeah, I, I do like uh, a couple of final comments from, from chat here. Alan saying that this is the best episode ever, you son of a bitch. Boomer, uh, on the other hand, saying that he started with season three of Slasher. Oh, right. And he said that the rest felt like masterpieces in comparison. I would imagine that's what well, I mean. Had we watched this one first, season two would have been better than this, and season one would have been better than that. So, yeah, yeah. So, don't bring a knife to a dumb fight, he says. Um, yeah. So, Duncan, yes, what, uh, where can people find you between now and when next we talk in, in uh, about two weeks to wrap this thing up? Uh, tons of stuff happening on podcasts under the stairs so that's the main show that you that you should be checking out um by the time we've spoken there'll be the uh russian roulette franchise retro on children of the corn the first two episodes will be out for that so me i will have covered the first six entries in that series uh plus the technically the short movie that proceeds um that's the 83 one that precedes Children of Corn, which is available on YouTube, by the way. Disciples of the Crow is what it's called. Um, so yeah, there, there's that. Uh, a seven-hour freaking episode, which is dropping essentially a day from now, uh, from where we are. Uh, you will be able to also check out my ongoing reviews of Dexter New Blood, um, which is fucking great. Like absolutely, okay. yeah. Now nah, that's me now at the halfway mark, and it's fucking great. So yeah, if you ever gave up on that show and you want to go back, go back to this season. Like go and start watching it. It is, it is really, really, really done what it needs to do. It's just become a nice little insular, well crafted, smarter update of like the early seasons. That is very, very, very good. So um, only five of them left so i'm doing that um i've done if i don't i don't think derek's still in the chat but i've just started the gamma box set with with derek yeah um so doing some that. kaijus with him uh i'm doing the Lindsay baker box set with um with dave parker so that's going on. And then on the Teapots Collective, doing the nasty. Myself and Bo will have to reconvene at some point to, to start bringing their clothes to David Fincher. So we've got two of those movies left, Gone Girl and Mank, uh, to, put a, to put a bow on that bow. Um, and what else? I think that's it. I'm going to be very busy. I think before the end of this year, so by the 24th, I think I've still got in the region of about 19 episodes to drop. So it's a lot of content, um, but but I will say um, it did make me slightly worried to see that my Spotify wrap up says that I have recorded 
almost 200 hours of podcasts under the stairs this year alone. Um, and that's just podcasts under the stairs. Um, that that's actually, not... that seems small when I think about it. Yeah, 200 hours is what I've done. That's, I mean, that's four hours a week, and that, that feels like what you do. Yeah. And then, but that doesn't take into account the stuff that we do, um, all the stuff I do in the Teapots Collective, and all the stuff that I do with Metal Epidemic as well. So I've realized that if I did give up podcasting, I could probably, with ease, learn Japanese, a musical instrument, or magic. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, learning yeah who needs that um, i'll have monday i'll have monday but yeah so yeah. there's tons of stuff uh teaputzcast.com is where you can find it all our podcast under the stairs wherever you listen to podcasts but what you got coming up uh well obviously duncan about come correct uh if you're watching this please subscribe if you haven't uh, already done so not only have we been doing slasher for the past 12 years but we have an entire back catalog of us talking about TV shows and movies and all kinds of stuff. Uh, there is Pick 6 Movies with uh, myself and the effervescent Chad Cooper, where we uh, do six movies built around a theme each season. Mm -hmm. As I mentioned, uh, Pottersville is dropping, if you're watching this live, within 48 hours, uh, which is a terrible, terrible movie. And then we'll be doing Invasion USA, USA, which is a terribly wonderful movie. Mm -hmm. And then uh, everything else I do, you can find at legionpodcasts.com, most notably The Dark Parade, which is my podcast for all things horror, uh, which features uh, a main episode every single Wednesday, as well as bonus episodes almost every Friday, uh, as well as the live stream Sinister Sundays, followed by the audio version of that Morbid Mondays. So um, I'm I'm slowly catching up to you in terms of just raw weekly output. That's good. Feels good. Yeah, yeah. It's it's actually been a tremendous amount of fun, and I've got some some episodes actually sandbagged now, so I'm gonna kick back and enjoy the holidays and still get a bunch of stuff done. Uh, but. That is for another time. Thanks, everyone, for watching. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, the only thing left to do to wrap up this particular episode is to say to my good friend, Duncan, say goodnight, Duncan. To my good friend, Duncan, say goodnight, Duncan. Ah, that's wrong. Ah, we'll see you next time.